Hey, Teresa, did you hear what happened to the guy who went out when it was raining cats and dogs? No, what? He stepped in a poodle. <laughs> it's Shanners. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. Did that one get you? It really did. That's a dumb joke. It just tickled me. It tickled tickled you? Okay. All right. Hey, every so often, I'm a little bit funny, and I'll take it. How's everybody doing? Hope you're great. We're back. Uh, from New Orleans, you can hear our dogs wrestling in the background because they have no respect for the recording <laughs> light. Man, I wish I had a recording light. Can I install one of those? Sure. It'd be just for like you and me. Just for us. Okay. Anyways, we're back from New Orleans. Thank you to everybody who came out to Birmingham and New Orleans. We had a great time in both cities. Um, ate a lot of good food. Saw oh. a lot of cool stuff. Oh. It was great. Great. But now we're back from outer space. And I've got a cold. <laughs> so if I sound a little weird, that's for why. And, you know, it's been kind of rainy here the last couple of days in Cincinnati. So inspire me to talk about rainy day weather etiquette. I really hope you can hear my dogs in the background. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be like, Travis and Teresa seem kind of distracted. But I, we, I oh my God, hope you can't. Is that? That's fair. Okay, uh, we just have we to should... keep talking. We maybe we should cut. I don't know. Okay, we're gonna pause real quick and see if we can get them to calm down. And we're back, and the dogs have been calmed. That's radio <laughs> magic, folks. Just edited out all of the dog calming. So here's the thing: I love rainy weather. Okay, the most. Yes, we have established this, and I know that you love rainy weather. You know, I really don't mind the rain. It's the mud. I don't like I'm not an outdoor kid, though, so, like, that's not a thing for me. Well, but we've me. got dogs, and BB loves to play outside. Yeah, so, okay. So, like, the now, mud granted, drives me crazy. It has become a new wrinkle, uh, especially with Lily, speaking of dogs, um, because Buttercup is a very dainty dog and doesn't like getting her paws wet. And Lily doesn't, well, Lily doesn't mind puddles. She doesn't like wet grass. But, anyway, yeah. listen, this isn't Can I Pet Your Dog. This is Schmanners. So back to why I love rainy days. (laughs) The thing is, is I, like I said, I'm not an indoor kid. So I never got that feeling of, oh, I am an indoor kid. Indoor kid. So I never got that feeling of, oh, no, it's raining. We can't do anything. Right. I got the feeling of, yes, it's raining. I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Excellent. Nobody's going to push me outside. Yeah. No one's going to shame me for not playing sports. Um, I played some sports. It, it, listen, it's not important. I love rainy weather. I also just think, just not to be an artsy fartsy theater kid like I am, but it's just more interesting, you know, with the clouds and you get thunder and lightning and the rain and the sound. It's like, dramatic for sure. Yeah, you can't hear sunlight. You know what I mean? No one's ever said like, "Oh, just listen to the sunlight on the roof." Like <laughs> that—that's not a thing. Listen to the sunlight hit the window. Like that's nothing. So, I think rain is the best. Can Don't you imagine at me. what it would be like if you could hear the sun hitting the window. I think <sighs> I know, I think it would sound like this. Like all the time like a microwave going. It's like 
You know what I mean? What if it what if it sounded like a pan sizzling? Welcome to our ASMR episode <laughs> of Shannon's. I would not be able to handle it. I would not be. It, it would drive me crazy. Well, I also just think like there's more interesting coats. You get more accessories with rain. And, and you know, here's the thing. Snow and cold, like that's a lasting effect. You know, and I don't know. You could say like, we get inside and you're wet. And it's like, yeah, but being wet is not nearly as uncomfortable as being cold or hot. If you feel like, in well, my but opinion. I mean, but if you get wet, you're gonna be cold unless you get dry. Okay, because of right. evaporation. But you mentioned accessories. Yes. And the one accessory I would like to um, elucidate. What? Sure. Yeah. Uh, expound upon. There we go. <laughs> sure. I think elucidate. Is... I think it's true. Honestly, that was not me correcting you. I don't know what that word exactly means. I I think it means describe. Okay. Uh oh, Travis Googles it. Uh, yes, make something clear or explain. You were right. I not. I didn't think you what? were wrong. Oh yeah. Oh. I never thought yeah. you were wrong. I just didn't know. It was one of those words that struck my ear in a weird way. <sighs> we are all. This is going to be a Hall of Fame episode. <laughs> People will look back in two hundred years and say, "Do you remember when podcasting finally reached its apex?" With that episode of Schmanners that started with dogs wrestling and Travis talking about how rain isn't bad and then didn't understand what a word meant. Oh, that's when that was the golden age, they'll say. Ooh, boy. Uh, and that thing he said about a poodle. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, let's talk about umbrellas. Okay, please. Do you know I say it weird? Do you say umbrella? I do. Um, umbre- umbrella. I can't do it when I'm thinking umbrella instead of umbrella. 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 Yeah. Umbrella. Umbrella, umbrella, um, um, umbrella. Oh, I've lost it. Let's say it a hundred more times. Until umbrella, it loses umbrella, meaning. umbrella, 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 Under umbrella, my umbrella, 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 a, a, a. Let's keep going. Okay. Um. So the basic umbrella was probably invented like four thousand years ago. Because I, I would bet he would be just, at that point, especially if we're talking about, like, there were people, like, slaves carrying sticks with, like, fabric mm-hmm. tied between it, and they would, like, hold it over you. Or even, well, like, palm uh, yes. fronds. So, like, palm fronds, feathers, straw, all of these things were used as kind of umbrellas to, to shade people, but not really for the rain. Really? Yeah. Uh, mostly, like I said, for the shade. So did they just not put together the rain or were they just not bothered? But like, hey, this might stop rain too? Well, so there's there's a little bit of... Um, there's a little bit of an argument about this. Okay. So as far as I can tell, there are a lot of historians that say that um, they really weren't used for rain um, because... Umbrellas were utilized in hot climates, okay. like the Egyptians, right? The the Greeks, Assyria, Mesopotamia, places like that. Um, and they were used so much so that the the royalty were really permitted to use them, and they weren't like an everyday thing. Oh, okay. So this it was like a for a like... procession or for you know. The, for the religious leaders or things like that, they were more of an accessory to protect oneself 
not just from the sun, but from the rabble. We've talked about tanning and stuff on yeah. the show before, right? Of that idea of like we go back and forth between sometimes it's in vogue and sometimes it's gauche and like it just depends on what period of time it is. And this also reminds me of like purple dye. Yeah. Right? Where I believe exactly. it was Egypt for a long time where only the royal family was allowed to have things that were purple mm-hmm. to set them apart from everybody else. So probably... The first group to use umbrellas for rainy weather were probably the Chinese, closely followed by the Europeans, um, because that's kind of like the weather that was there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the way that the Chinese probably waterproofed their umbrellas uh, was that they waxed and lacquered the paper that they used for their parasols and such. In order to make them sort of waterproof. More so than not. Right. Than not more so than it, not. Especially if you're using a silk umbrella. Yeah. I mean, it's just going to like get wet and then get you wet. So you need to you need to protect it somehow and the, and the lacquer and the wax and, and sometimes even like hides were used. But I bet they were super expensive, right? Like, isn't that always the way with new technology where it's like... I bet that. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm I not mean, looking to you for confirmation. It probably so just depends on what yours was made of. Yeah. Um, like you were talking about palm fronds or straw or feathers or something. Really, probably just depend on what you had around. I'm just if you'd of, seen an umbrella, you can make an umbrella. Yeah. Like it, and I'm not talking about the telescoping kind. I'm talking about the kind that are always open. Just like a static. open thing i'm also picturing and maybe this is just movie stuff but i'm also picturing like every period ocean sailing movie i've ever seen where it's raining and i feel like a lot of hats and and jackets were designed to kind of not i wouldn't say mimic umbrellas but keep the rain off your face you know think about really wide-brimmed hats Mm -hmm. and stuff where it protected you from sun and rain yeah and actually um hats were kind of one of the things that made umbrellas only really rain gear Mm -hmm. because at the time when hats were very popular we're talking about you know like um 17th 18th century times like that um the hats were an all-time fashion accessory like the umbrella had been but then because you had hats it was hard to have a hat and an umbrella yes that's when they invented umbrella hats (laughs) have you ever used one of those by the way i have not it is ineffective (laughs) well it's probably just so like the umbrella doesn't really go out yes for it to be large enough to work i think it would probably give you huge neck problems like you'd have to wear a neck brace in order because otherwise it's a listen folks i've tried it i have worn one it's ineffective don't at me you can at me about a lot of things, but not about umbrella hats. Um, so, like I said, hats pretty much pushed the umbrella into, like, only a rain accessory. Okay. Um, but there are some really cool things about umbrellas um, later on. I mean, like I said, in the 17th, 18th century, especially in Europe, um, at, at this point... The, the rainy climates kind of necessitated that you, you keep yourself dry, right? Whether it's kind of like a, a, a woolen coat or, like I said, a hat or the umbrella, which was popular for women, really wasn't popular for men at the time. It was considered kind of uh, 
well, it was considered feminine. Yeah. Uh, and feminine for a man was considered bad. It's It probably was one of those things of like, oh, you can't take a little rain, Jeremiah, or whatever. Whatever. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but then a, a gentleman and uh, traveler and writer named Jonas Hanway uh, carried and used an umbrella publicly in England for 30 years. And he is credited with popularizing the umbrella amongst Englishmen. It's um, so and weird to think that there was a time when people were like, ooh, umbrellas? <laughs> Not for men. <laughs> like, listen, that's so silly. He made it so popular that umbrellas are commonly referred to as a Hanaway. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um. So... The first umbrella shop in England was opened in 1830. Called Umbrellas R.S. No. No. It was called James Smith and Sons. Um, and these umbrellas were usually made out of wood or whalebone. Or even uh, later on, they were made out of um, ladies' corset stays. Okay. Just, you know, using up that inventory. Yeah. I guess. Um, and, uh, so that was that, like the, like I said, the ribbed design mm -hmm. that, uh, the steel gives it was an invention from 1852. And that's the one that uses the kind of ladies corset stays. Gotcha. Um, and then we, there really aren't anything in between that and like the 1920s. You know, I, I feel like it's probably hard to constantly be reinventing the umbrella. Well, so we went from the always open to the collapsible kind. Uh-huh. Right? That's that's a pretty good step. Yeah. And after that, the next step is pocket-sized. Make the small, like the telescoping. Make them smaller. Yeah, okay. yeah, like the telescoping one. Um, a compact foldable umbrella was invented in 1928 by Hans Hopt in Vienna. I don't know what it says about my brain. That seems way early for me. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like what I'm about to say sounds dumb, but telescoping technology, but then I remember, you know, telescopes have been a thing for a lot longer than that. You know what? I'm just going to sit back here and let the cold overtake my brain. <laughs> Um, so now, umbrellas are a consumer product with a large global market. Uh, as of 2008, most umbrellas are made in China. Um, and the city of Shengyu, I think that's it, Shengyu, alone has more than 1,000 umbrella factories. Oh, wow. And in the same year, 2008, the U.S. Patent Office registered 3,000 active patents on the umbrella-related inventions. Okay, so I have a question. Before you get to thank you notes, I'm super curious, and I asked you about this earlier, and you said we talked about it on the show. Mm -hmm. Why is it bad luck? Why is it considered bad luck to open an umbrella indoors? There are two thoughts on this. Okay. The first one being that the superstition goes all the way back to the Egyptians, where... Um, like I said, you were protected by the sun from the sun by the umbrella, um, and because oh, they, can I guess? Mm -hmm. If you open it indoors, it angers the sun god Ra. Sure, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, not just the sun god, but like 
the the spirits of the air like it was like are we not protecting you enough okay, uh, gotcha. all that kind of stuff so that's one thought so it was 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 god related um god adjacent yes yes it was a, a, a disrespectful act okay to the gods um the other one which i would consider more likely to have survived in our you know western society is that umbrellas are pretty pokey um and they take up a lot of space inside so if you if you're not really watching where you're going what you're doing and you open an umbrella inside you can really hurt somebody especially when the um collapsible umbrellas were invented like the mechanics were not super smooth. Yeah. Right? And they were made out of things like bone and, and corset stays. Yeah. So you could really put somebody's eye out with that thing. So you think it's practicality by way of superstition? Of like, yes. hey, don't open that in here. Why not? Uh, It's bad luck. Yeah. I mean, because it's pretty bad luck for me if I get hit in the eye by your umbrella. Oh, do you think that, like some people got hit by the umbrella? Was like, oh, it's bad luck. That's yeah. bad. How unfortunate for you! Instead yeah. of saying like, it's your fault, Jeremiah. <laughs> Jeremiah, hey, you're still hitting on the Jeremiah ages. there. I'm trying to pick a new comedy name. All right. So here are a couple more umbrella-related superstitions. Uh, one is if you an, if you drop an umbrella, you should never pick it up yourself. You should ask someone else to pick it up for you. I don't know why okay uh don't give umbrellas as gifts don't put umbrellas on tables or beds also um there's a caveat to the opening of the umbrella where you can open an umbrella inside to dry it off that had previously been opened outside in the rain okay so that isn't part of the of the bad luck thing Okay. Yeah. So the, I I can kind of I will say kind of track the don't give an umbrella as a gift, mm-hmm. right? Because that makes sense to me. Of like, it's basically wishing someone rainy days. Yes. The don't put one on the table. You get the table wet. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's the same thing where like don't put your shoes on the table or the bed. You get it wet and dirty. Okay. <laughs> don't do that. You win, you win this round. All right, we're going to take a quick break for some thank you notes, and then we'll be back with your questions. We'd like to send out our thank you note this week to a personal message, a jumbotron, if you will, for Jacob from Noah. It reads, Happy late birthday, my dude. I'm sure that I'm not the only one who would say that they appreciate all you have done to help throughout the years, whether it is playing D&D, music, or trying to avoid the cat in the hat with the bat, I hope we can continue to catch up. Again, happy birthday. P.S. Sorry for forgetting your name that one time. Smiley face. That's that's nice. Not the forgetting the name part, but everything else. But I mean. it has a smiley face. Oh, and you it. also said sorry, so I guess that's good. So uh, All good things. All good things. Happy birthday, my dude. 
Greetings. I am Plek Dexsetter, contacting you from the Zix Squadron, which is frankly uh, sort of crappy, but I'm, I'm here on a heroic mission with my trusty crew, C-53. <laughs> heroic feels like an exaggeration. Okay, sure. And, and uh, Security Officer Dar. Plek, don't put me in your stupid recording. Well, and, and we're all traveling aboard our trusty starship, the Bargerian Jade. Bargy. What? Sorry. I'm awake. I'm awake. I was, it's fine. I was just flying while asleep. Hey there, this is Alden Ford. I play Plek, and we are so excited to announce that our podcast, Mission to Zix, is now part of the Maximum Fun Network. Our third season launches on Max Fun on March 20th. Binge seasons one and two right now. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. And rolling. The news today is terrible, so why not forget about it while listening to Jonah Radio uh, with Cash Hartzell. Hey, everybody. Featuring Neil Mahoney. Also me. This is a podcast where we play music submitted by a listener. We hang out, we listen to new tunes, and uh, we take submissions at Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. Come and check us out. We're here anyway. Yeah, we'll yeah. be here. So, and that's it. Back to your regularly scheduled uh, podcast. Okay, we've got some of your questions, some of your rainy day questions. Did you, when you were growing up, did you ever have like one of those books? It's like a thousand and one things to do on a rainy day. No. One of them was read a book, which I thought was cheating. Because yes. like I'm already doing I'm that. I'm doing that. Okay. Check, check, check. Check. Okay, yes. I've already thought that. Okay, this is from Anna. What is the proper way to share your umbrella with someone? Okay. I think that the proper way is to get a bigger umbrella. Yeah. See, okay. So this is what it comes down to is I really do believe how big is the umbrella. Yeah. Right? Because there are some umbrellas that were just were not meant to be shared. And I think that especially with a small umbrella with someone you are uh, only barely acquainted with or not at all, it's too yeah. intimate to share that. Yeah. Um. Sometimes Travis and I can share an umbrella if we get real close yeah. and we're not like walking. Right. We can do it to stand because he's about a foot taller than I am. Uh, maybe not a foot, but you know, like a head. Six feet taller. A head taller. I'm I'm 12 foot six. He's a head taller than I am at least. So if we are standing still, I can stand like in front of him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back to front and... I can stand underneath his umbrella. And then it kind of works. And then it kind of works. But like my toes get wet and like if he has a backpack, his backpack gets wet. Or like, you know, it's not, most umbrellas are single serve. Right. And in fact, like if you've ever heard about like golf umbrellas, the reason they're specifically about golf is they're meant, they're big enough for a caddy to hold over the player yeah. while they swing. So in that circumstance, like that is a golf umbrella design or it's an umbrella designed to, to be shared. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that works on a golf course because there's big empty space around you. And if you're walking down like a busy street or whatever, especially if other people are using umbrellas, the golf umbrella doesn't really work. I would say you would be better off offering your umbrella to someone else. Yes. Um, and just going without. Um, especially if you have like a raincoat with a hood or something. Uh, this question is from Sky. When you 
when you visit someone on a rainy day, is it more appropriate to leave your shoes outside by the door or keep them on? Um, you mean keep them, if you mean keep them on in the house, if your shoes are wet, I believe that you should take them off. Um, you could leave them outside, I suppose, but uh, best case scenario would be some sort of mat just inside the door where you would take those shoes off. And I think that this is one of those cases of um, perhaps best not to offer and just do it. You know what I mean? Because uh, because it would. OK, if you are not a shoes off household like we are, um, then they might be inclined to say, say like, oh, don't oh, worry no, about it. We rare, wear but, our shoes. But it's then fine, you're going but... to be like super self-conscious about it the whole time. And like I would say, if especially if there's mud on them. Yeah. Um, just go ahead and take them off by the front door. Um, this question is from Madison. How long is an appropriate time uh, to wait for rain to lighten up before insisting that your party braves the rain? I think 10 minutes. If it isn't going to get any lighter in 10 minutes, you're still going to get wet. Like, Yeah, and I think at that point, maybe consider like ride share, like doing Lyft or something. And you know what I mean? Like, I mean, but or check if- also check the weather you know so my like my waiting out the rain usually is like leaving the grocery store like going to my car at the the rec center or whatever it is um and waiting any more than 10 minutes one makes me feel like i am wasting my time and two like BB starts to get antsy. Yeah. So 10 minutes is really all we can wait for. And if it isn't going to lighten up, I mean, you're still going to get wet. It's degrees of wetness at that point. Yeah. Uh, this question is from Javier. Where should I put my wet umbrella if there isn't a place to leave it when entering a business? I carry a plastic bag just in case, but I've had some weird looks for doing that. You are doing it right. You should have a bag with you. Um, a lot of umbrellas come with small sleeves that you can even put them in um if you enter a hotel likely they have umbrella bags for you uh, to even take your umbrella with you some places have umbrella stands things like that you're you're doing it right um don't don't let those other fools upset you yeah and i and i would say by the front door is always an option sure as long as it doesn't risk getting in someone's way or like falling over and blocking an entrance or something like that um I, and, and, you know, carry it with you, I guess, is always an option, but it's always a bummer to have to walk around with a wet umbrella. Um, this question is from Kate. When is it okay to use a big golf umbrella? Uh, well, uh, we, we talked about that a little bit in an, a wide open space, not right. not a sidewalk, um, not... Uh, you should actually even close personal-sized umbrellas if you are going under... Um, like a, a walkway yeah a scaffolding or scaffolding that or something big cities. like that I, I would say in general the nobody asked a question about this at least not that I saw but we'll go ahead and address it the walking on a crowded sidewalk with an umbrella I think is one of the biggest kind of minefields of rainy day weather because I think the problem is if everyone has an umbrella open it's so easy to like whack into each other's faces hit each other's mm-hmm. umbrella mm-hmm. so I think um, if it's crowded in an ideal world, everybody could find different levels at which to hold their umbrella without whacking into somebody. And listen, I'm just going to go ahead and include if you do cosplay that has an umbrella with it 
going to include this in here too, even if you're just walking around a convention center or something like that. Keep it raised up high enough that you're not going to like clip someone's head in general. But I would say like, unfortunately, if you're on a crowded street and everyone has umbrellas up, might be just you might have to just close your umbrella. You know what I mean? Like I've I've gotten snagged on other people's umbrellas before and stuff. Hmm. I think it's I think it's just too sticky a wicket. Well, I think I think with an umbrella, it really deserves your full attention. You shouldn't be you carrying an umbrella in one hand and texting on on your phone in the other because you like you said in a crowded area you need to be able to make at least eye contact with someone opposing you uh walking in the different direction so that you guys can y'all can like oh sorry y'all can size up each other you know and see oh i'll raise mine up yeah yeah if if you if i see someone who's taller than me, which frankly are most people, um, I usually pull my umbrella down closer to my head so that the taller person can maybe lift their umbrella up away from themselves so that we can pass without killing each other. Um, This question is from Cora. What's the rule regarding wet shoes in people's cars? I generally try to shake off my shoes but even then, cloth mats absorb shoe water, and I feel really awkward about it. I think that um, you are doing a great job thinking of other people, um, but getting into a person's car, that is something that we have already, like, the unspoken rule is we're going to wear your shoes, our shoes in your car. Yes. So, and especially if we're talking about floor mats, floor mats can be removed and shampooed and washed and stuff. Right. Um, so shaking off or knocking off snow on the side, I think, is a is a very courteous, wonderful thing to do. Um, and you have done your due diligence. And I think, you know, if, if it is an especially awkward thing for you, you could always ask. You could always say, like, do you want me to, like take my shoes off and i guarantee you they're gonna say no but if you want to offer it's always there um now this question um comes from trans is beautiful where did the put the jacket on the puddle begin and when did people realize that it just made you wet and look very extra oh boy um i think that the the jacket on the puddle has always been more of like a gesture and that is seen really in in more like cartoons and movies i don't know if that's like a real thing that real people ever did yeah maybe for the next episode we'll we'll do like a correct we'll look into it and see if we can find anything about it sure yeah to be continued um let's see one last question here from jeeves if you arrive at the home of someone you are visiting and your hair is wet due to being caught in the rain without an umbrella hat etc is it appropriate to ask for a towel to dry off or should you just wait to be offered one? I think if you are uncomfortable, please do ask. As a as a guest in my home, I would appreciate anyone who needed something to ask for it. Yes. Especially, you know, I feel like whenever someone walks in your home, right, there is an a a natural delay before you get to the settling in, what can I get you? Hey, oh, how's it going? Oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, come on in, come on in. Like that kind of stuff. And it can be 
like five to ten minutes before you get to the so can I get anybody anything mm-hmm. right and I think especially if you're like worried about dripping wet in their house saying like oh it's so good to see you too I'm sorry could I grab a towel I got caught in the rain like I think that's perfectly natural absolutely all right folks yes I have one more thing I would like to mention okay I did do a little bit of research regarding some special circumstances about umbrellas. Uh-huh. Um one and one of the things that I wanted to talk about was uh I came across some etiquette rules regarding umbrellas in Japan. Um so there are usually according to this blogger, there are usually umbrella racks um and some of these umbrella racks even are kind of like those um those lockers, you know, where you put the quarter in and you can take the key out and that's your locker for the time and then you put the key in and sometimes those get your um, your quarter back but sometimes you don't. Um so you would do um you put your umbrella in and it would lock in place and you take the key to keep people from taking the wrong umbrella. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Also, there is... uh, The use of umbrellas is quite common in Japan because of the, quote, fifth season, which is the rainy season, right? And um, according to this blogger, it is from the the middle of June to the beginning of July, so like two, three weeks in there. Um, and they're, they're like everywhere. Like every person has, uh, this blogger described the, um, the kind of bubble umbrellas where they're like transparent. So you can see where you're going while you have the umbrella down quite low. I want one of those, by the way. I think that'd be really cool. (laughs) Um, and a lot of the stores are equipped with umbrellas like that. Um, and like even stores are equipped with like extra socks oh, wow. and underwear and things like that. These convenience stores. I've always so thought, by the way. So that if you get wet, then you can, you know, for an emergency, you can replace those things. You've always, uh, I, I've always thought that you could make a bajillion dollars out of an amusement park if they set up kiosks selling clean socks oh. like right next to the water rides. Oh, Yeah. Because that's the worst. Hey, I did some real quick Googling, and I found out about the cape on the puddle. All right. You want to hear about it? I love it when you do research. So it has to do with a thing that, as you said, probably didn't happen. And it is a myth that Sir Walter Raleigh laid his cloak over a mud puddle to keep Queen Elizabeth I from getting her feet wet. So, But like we said, it's almost most likely a myth that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it became this kind of chivalrous ideal. Yeah. That we see, as you said, referenced a lot in like cartoons and movies and stuff. But it wasn't like this was a common thing that people did when it rained and walking down the street. So it's probably like a myth that never happened that we only know about because it's referenced in pop culture. Yeah. There. Touchdown. Touchdown. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us. 
thank you so much for joining us for another episode. If you have any ideas, uh, topics you want us to talk about, or anything like that, you can email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com, and we check that regularly. Or you can tweet at us, schman at schmannerscast. Um, we want to say thank you again to everybody who came out to the Birmingham shows and to the New Orleans shows. We've also got some shows coming up in San Jose, California, and Salt Lake City. Uh, those are going to be My Brother, My Brother, Me, and Adventure Zone. But I'm sure Schwanners will make an appearance at one or multiple of them. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and those tickets go on sale this Friday. Um, so if you want to find out more about that, you can go to McElroy.Family and then click Tours at the top there and get all the information. Um, also, man, we're getting real close to it. And we're super looking forward to going on the cruise. The Joko um, Cruise. The Joko Cruise is coming up. And if you're planning to be there, I think we're going to do uh, tea again, afternoon tea. Host one of those like we did last year. So if you want to bring like special clothes for a special afternoon tea, let's do that. Um, let's see. What else, Teresa? Well, we always thank Brent, Brentle Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Um, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful Twitter thumbnail art. Thank you to Keely Weiss Photography for the cover photo for our fan-run Facebook group called Schmanners Fanners. You should join that if you're interested in getting or giving good advice. Um, and also, I, I mean... Max Fun Drive is going to come up soon. So, Absolutely it is. And I have to tell you, I am very proud of our pin because I designed it. It's well, I suggested cute. the design. Yes, it's very cute. Um, and you know what? Go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. It, it feels like there are literally new ones every day. So if you haven't looked in a while, go check it out and maybe find your new favorite. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.